What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming to you live on this beautiful Sunday night with Week 9 Fantasy Basketball Preview. Noah, how we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, Colin. I, um, before we get into all these basketball shenanigans, Colin, I think we got to give a little congrats to uh, Super Max. Winning the F1 championship today. We absolutely do. I, uh, I for one, was up for the race. It was electric. I had money on Max, so that was pretty stoking. And, yeah, I mean, hats off. Hats off. What an electric finish. This is my first season yeah, watching I... F1, Noah. Is that the same for you? Yeah. It's a it's addictive, Colin. It's really really good. I I love the storylines and just the drama, and then the actual racing is just like that last like lap between Lewis and Max was that was beautiful to watch, Colin. I with the ten laps to go when Horner came on the the radio and said it's going to take a miracle. I was still kind of holding out like maybe Lewis will pop a tire or something, but. Nicholas Latifi trying to pass from last place to second to last place, running into the side <laughs> of the wall to cause the whole race to yellow flag. Actual car. Not what I had in mind. Not what <laughs> I had in mind. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I wasn't really like. That was a weird situation there at the end, Con, with the safety mm-hmm. car and no one being able to pass, but, like, Verstappen's right next to Lewis. I kind of wish at that point they reset the race, Con, everyone gets off the track except Max and Lewis, both and at the starting one. line. One lap, let's go. Like, that would have been, imagine that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what they did, honestly, with only they both, clearing Okay, but the... Lewis was on old-ass tires. Yeah, he was. And, and he was Max on mediums, Max was on soft. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time talking F1 because this obviously isn't the F1 podcast, but do you think if during the first virtual safety car, Lewis pits and he's on those fresh tires, he he just runs away with it, right? And Max should be really thanking Sergio Perez today, Con. I I believe from like laps 18 to 21, Sergio Perez was on Lewis Hamilton's ass, let Max catch up a ton of time on Lewis Hamilton. That was And then Sergio Perez gives Max the DRS con, lets him pass, and and that's how the race plays out at the end. That was was honestly awesome and one of probably the best moments I've seen of, like, actual, you know, teammate chip con. Yeah, Yeah, and then the driving, of course. And, yeah, we we can talk about this off-pod con, but congrats to Max. I honestly thought Max was a better driver all year con, and... It just makes next season even better. Can Lewis yeah. Hamilton catch? Can the old man Lewis Hamilton catch the new regime? Is Max here to stay, Colin? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, those are questions we will have answered. And you know what? No, the best part about F one: ninety three days till the first race. I know. Shortest off season <laughs> in the world. Whew. I can't wait. I know. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. All right, but Noah, we have fantasy basketball to talk about, and Noah, I don't want to call myself a guru by any means, but last Sunday I said uh, there's this thing with the Omicron variant going around, 
and it is quite likely that in the near future we're going to start to see COVID cases become a thing again. And I wish I wasn't as right as I was because the Bulls right now have nine players on COVID. Nine, Noah. And we've already had Vooch miss significant time because of COVID too. Not great. No, not great at all. Uh, There's currently 20 guys actively in the NBA, 22 that have COVID. It is again going to start to impact fantasy basketball in a way that is unpredictive. Uh, Day to day, you don't really know what's going to happen, and it could definitely change strategy up as things progress throughout the season and you start to get an understanding of where your team is at. So I I think without diving too much into one specific team right now, it's going to be a reoccurring theme throughout these Sunday episodes, probably from here on out, unless there's some major implementations in vaccine mandates, protocol, however they handle it. Because it seems like people are going to continue to get it. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, until the league says, you know, everyone has to get the booster shot as well, Colin, we're going to mm-hmm. see this pretty often. And it sucks for a team like your Bulls, Colin, because at, they were playing super well. And mm-hmm. in just a turn of a couple days, half of the team, more than half of the team out with COVID. You don't know how guys are going to come back. We saw guys come back last year like Jason Tatum, Colin, who actually had COVID, had symptoms, and mm-hmm. it definitely affected his play for the rest of the year, and that just sucks because I want to see the best version of the Bulls yeah. and all the other teams. Yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. So we will keep monitoring that because it'll happen, and uh, maybe we throw out some names of some Bulls guys who uh, might actually be healthy. That's today. just decimating to a team, Colin. Like, it's just losing a player for like two weeks. Dude, and fantasy-wise, and... that's just a killer. And when it's Levine and DeRozan? Oh. No, I, I will say, without getting too much into it, watching the Bulls without Levine and DeRozan and, and just Levine <laughs> having to shoulder that load, you realize how important DeMar DeRozan is. <laughs> Did you start having PTSD? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And I would take a gander that DeMar DeRozan without Zach Levine would offer a same or similar result. So, I mean, we need to get these boys back and we need to get them healthy soon because we did not build nearly the buffer I would have liked for two weeks gone of our superstars. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Pretty tough stuff, am I right? Alrighty, Noah. Let's uh, let's get into the schedule and really get into this week in fantasy because I think there's some interesting takes that have been cooked up by you and I so far this week. So with that, we move into the schedule analysis, and we're going to keep it nice and simple. Um, teams with four games. 
include Atlanta, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Cleveland, Denver, Detroit, Golden State, Houston, Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, Philly, Phoenix, Portland, Sacramento, Toronto, Washington. Everybody else has three games except the Oklahoma City Thunder, who only have two games. So be on the lookout if you are Oklahoma City heavy, which is pretty much only the case if you are a holder of SGA and Josh Giddy, which I am, Noah. So that's uh, good for me. Hey, congrats, dude. Hey, thanks, dog. I'm really sorry <clears throat> about it. <laughs> uh, getting into the number of teams playing each day, Colin, on Monday we have 18, on Tuesday we have 8, on Wednesday we have 22, Thursday we have 10, Friday we have 16, Saturday we have 14, Sunday we have 18. Uh, the back-to-backs, Colin, on Monday, Tuesday, we're looking at the Warriors, the Suns, and the Raptors. On Tuesday, Wednesday, we're looking at Portland. On Wednesday, Thursday, we're looking at Houston, Indiana, Philly, Washington. No back-to-backs on Thursday, Friday. On Friday, Saturday, we're looking at Boston, Golden State, Milwaukee, Orlando, and Utah. Saturday, Sunday, we got the Nets, the Cavs, and the Pistons. And then Sunday, Monday, Con, we have five teams. We have six teams with a back-to-back on Sunday, Monday. Uh, Charlotte, Chicago, Memphis, Philly, Sacramento, and San Antonio. So Sunday, Monday back to backs are good because you can always you can get a guy for the last day of the week and the first day of the week. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, low volume game days. Con we're looking at Tuesday with four, Thursday with five, Saturday with seven. Uh, teams who play on the low volume game days this week. Con we got the Brooklyn Nets who play on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, guys from there you could be looking at are like Patty Mills, Lamarcus Aldridge, Can Thomas, DeAndre Bembry, James Johnson, Nicholas Claxton, Bruce Brown. A lot of names. That's um, a lot of names. The Pistons again, Colin. Four games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, they're they're thin, Colin. With the new injury news of uh, Jeremy Grant had a similar injury to Bam, Colin tore some ligaments in his hand. Going to be out six weeks. Uh, so now we're looking at Cade's going to have a nasty stretch here, Colin. But other guys we could be looking at are like Killian, Josh Jackson, Isaiah Stewart, Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles. Um, I. I'd keep an eye on Josh Jackson, Colin. He did it last yeah. season. He's probably going to have to do it again. So that's all i got to say. Um, makes sense. The Raptors have four games on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. You know the Raptors guys already. Come on. Precious Achua, yeah. uh, Svi Mikailu, Yutawa Natanabe, Chris Boucher, Kim Birch. They're both hurt, but they could come back this week. Um, and then the Knicks, Colin, have three games on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And from the Knicks, you're looking at Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Derrick Rose, them as well. And, yeah, so you're going to want to focus those four teams. Uh, other teams that play on those days, Chicago plays on Tuesday, Golden State plays on Tuesday, uh, Phoenix plays on Tuesday. On Thursday, we have Washington, Philly, the Knicks, Indiana, Houston, and Chicago again. And then, yeah, the other teams all play on, also play on Tuesday, Thursday. So look for those teams, baby. I like it. That was a pretty good schedule analysis, Noah. That was... The speed run. I, the speed run, ever since we switched up, Colin, just doing it faster, it's been a lot better. I I agree. I've uh, been watching this YouTuber uh, summoning salt recently. He does these like long-form videos on speed runs for historic video games. Pretty sick. Check it out. That guy's sweet. <laughs> Alrighty, moving into potential <laughs> rest of season value. Noah, usually, you know, if this were a non COVID year, I think that the section would start to be slim pickings by week nine. But 
I like what we've mm-hmm. cooked up here, and it's not entirely COVID-based. There are some real hot names on here, some names I think you and I both really like. So why don't you start off by telling us about a guy who the last time he stepped on the court won an NBA ring? In that man column is Mr. Dante DiVincenzo, who's currently 15% roster on Yahoo and 36% roster on ESPN column. Um, <laughs> the higher ESPN roster, again, column, like Marvin Bagley, because a ton of people probably drafted Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> <Never dropped him. laughs> um, Colin, do you know Dante DiVincenzo's basketball reference nickname? Does it have to do something with the idea that he is a ginger? No, but it does have to do with the idea that he's Italian. Is it uh, Dante Mariancenzo? No, it's mm. the big ragu. Oh, you know what? I actually, I did know that. I wasn't going <laughs> to pull it in the moment, but I did know that. That's your top-tier <laughs> nickname. Top-tier absolutely. Yeah, so Dante, the big ragu, DiVincenzo, uh, underwent season injury, ending surgery on his left ankle in June, con while the Bucks were in the playoffs. Um, he was actually expected to miss more time than this con, but he is going to make his season debut on Wednesday against the Pacers, so you already know he's going to play really well. Um, with only owned right now, con in 15% of leagues on Yahoo right now. I think if you want Dante DiVincenzo, you got to go and grab him now if someone already didn't IR him because there's likely mm-hmm. going to be a rush to add him once he's back and fully reacclimated. Uh, last year, Dante averaged 10.5 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.1 steals and two three-pointers made per game. Uh, mm. He's a pretty good fit next to all the Bucks superstars, Colin, and he started all 66 of his regular season games for the Bucks last season and averaged around 28 minutes per night. Um, what we have seen this season, Colin, is Grayson Allen has stepped in uh, mm-hmm. and filled in that role that Dante DiVincenzo is taking, and some people may not think that they can coexist, but I think... They're going to ease Dante back into it, so you'll probably get a couple yeah. more weeks to a month of like decent Grayson production. Um, but eventually, I think Dante could take his starting spot back and be a very solid contributor if he can return to last season's form. But here's the thing, Colin. With this Brook Lopez news and them being very sketchy and him having work done on his back, he's probably not going to play at the rest of the season or very late. I can see a lot of Bucks lineups, Con, where they're going Drew Holiday, DiVincenzo, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis. Yeah. So I think there's room for both of these guys to exist here, and that's exciting for the Bucks. So it's absolutely exciting, and I don't think that anybody is going to fight you on the idea that Dante DiVincenzo deserves a rest-of-season designation based on what he was able to do last year. I like the conversation revolving around how do him and Grayson Allen work together, and I think we can throw Pat Connaughton into the mix as well. And I think we saw Pat and Dante coexist fairly evenly last year. I think that Dante was the better fantasy player by a decent margin. But now we have three guys who kind of fit that similar mold. Hustle players, rebound, assists, Or not as much on the assist front, but, you know, get those hustle rebounds, kind of fill in the gaps between the superstars. Personally, I think that Dante is uh, the best on paper out of all of them. 
do you see that translating into Bucks lineups, or do you think because Grayson Allen has been hot, they can continue to ride that hot hand and give him opportunities? Um, you know, Dante is coming back from a pretty bad ankle injury, so I do think it's going to take time, Con. But I think, mm-hmm. I I think Dante is like the Bucks guy. I, yeah. I think they want him out there, and I think Pat Connaughton probably gets the short end of the stick. But you look at this Bucks team, and they're really not that deep. So, for three guys to be splitting, you know, the four, five, six role on a team, that there's a lot of minutes to go there. So I think they can all get enough. I think Pat Connaughton gets the least out of the three, but um, Dante and Grayson Allen are certainly going to be fancy. Real- I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know what more there is to say about Dante at this point, uh, seeing as we haven't actually watched him play in about six months. So I think it's fair to bank on him being Dante DiVincenzo until we are proven otherwise. Uh, Really quick, Noah, while we're on it, just because... I feel like if we're going to talk about the Bucks, we should talk about the Bucks. Boogie Cousins is back in the league. He's played five games so far, averaging five points, four boards. Do you ever see a world in which uh, Boogie is a fantasy-relevant player? <laughs> I don't know how many times he can do this to us, Colin, and get away with it. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I mean, we saw him I, be decently I mean, the Bucks for the do Cougars need a big body, Colin. Yeah. I don't... So, the answer to the as... question is... <laughs> no. Yes or no? No. Fair. Fair. Yeah. It's uh, about what I expected, but, you know... I feel like that man should that guy should just go to China for one season and average like seventy points a game and then come back. I think it'd be better for his self esteem, for sure. <laughs> Him and Isaiah Thomas just go form like a super team in the Chinese league. No, pick somewhere like cool. Australia. Go to, like Yeah, no, go to like Kuwait, you know? Do it there. Oh yeah, yeah. The Kuwait National Basketball League's pretty competitive, I heard. I yeah. Uh, I don't even know if Kuwait has a national basketball association or league or anything. <laughs> so they would really run it. I think they would be quite good, personally. Is that fair? All right. Uh, no. Moving on to the next guy. Forty-one percent rostered Yahoo, ten percent rostered ESPN. That is Marcus Morris Senior. What do we need to know? about the elder of the Marcus Morrises. Uh, I mentioned Marcus Morris Sr. a couple weeks ago, Con, mm-hmm. but then he got hurt again. And Morris is looking to be added to the already long list of potential fantasy-relevant Clipper players, Con. The, the list is getting deep now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before his bad shooting night in Orlando on Saturday, Con, Morris had 17 points or more in four straight games. In that four-game stretch, he averaged 19.8 points, four rebounds, and 2.3 assists. Um... This whole stretch came because Paul George is dealing with an elbow injury and Nick Batum is out due to COVID protocols, but Nick Batum mm-hmm. came back on 
Saturday, but he only played 15 minutes. Um, there's still, I think there's good evidence that Morris can keep up, keep this up, even when Paul George and Batum get reacclimated. Uh, mm-hmm. During this four-game stretch, Morris's usage rate was only 21% gone, and his seasoned usage rate is 19.5. So really, not that far apart from each other. Um, in all the games which Morris has played more than 30 minutes gone, he's scored at least 10 points in all those games. And I think Morris provides a pretty consistent track record in his size, plus his ability to shoot the three. Um, makes Ty Lue able to put Morris into a lot of lineups. And yeah, yeah, I don't think Morris is for everyone, but I think he's certainly worth a look in deeper leagues. And he's actually, I couldn't find the tweet today, Colin. I was pretty sad, but he's been mm-hmm. like the Clippers' best player on back-to-backs. Like the second game of a back-to-back, Marcus Morris Sr. has been the best player for the Clippers this season. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there. I know he hasn't played every single game. He's played about half the games, uh, maybe a third. He's the third highest scorer on the Clippers in terms of points per game. It's at 12. Wow. But if we're talking about the Clippers... That's a good sign. Yeah, needing to score, clearly Marcus Morris is significant. I like that. Yeah. I, I like Marcus Morris Sr. here. Yeah, um, and especially, I mean, if we're talking categories, the three-point percentage that he's clipping mm-hmm. at right now, um, it's not fantastic, but the volume is there, so it's worth it for categories leagues, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this next anything? icon, I cannot believe, is only 55% roster on Yahoo right now, and 18% roster on ESPN. <laughs> I yeah, and this is a guy we've talked about routinely, Noah. Like this isn't yes. a surprise, but people aren't taking attention. They aren't paying attention, and it's because it's probably the most boring team in the league. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than the Pacers, you mean? Yes. Uh... <laughs> and that I'd guy's probably Josh rather Hartcom. tune in for a Pacers game. I don't know. At least the well, can the you, what positive things you don't want to come to their game. Brandon Ingram, mm, but uh, yeah, you Josh might have Hart Collins. Okay. Josh Hart. Hart recently missed three straight games due to left knee soreness, but he came back on Wednesday, Colin, and had 12 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. He played the night, Colin played 33 minutes, had 13, 10, four. Uh, he's been. On the season, Colin, he's averaging 11.2 points, 6.7 rebounds, 4.1 assists, and a steal a game in just around 30 minutes a night. And I'm talking about Josh Hart again, uh, Colin, not only because he's barely rostered in 50% of leagues, but Zion, Colin, recently mm-hmm. suffering a setback in his rehab from a foot injury, and he's being shut down from basketball activities for the time being. <sighs> Thanksgiving claims another victim, Colin. Yeah, uh, I don't think Zion's playing this year, Con. I'm just gonna say it right now. I don't. I don't think so either. And you look at the weight that he's put on. I. That's not a a lackadaisical. I, I accidentally got out of shape. Like that is a concerning amount of weight for a guy who is a professional athlete. Um, do you remember? Patrick, um, you'll know his name. He played for Purdue. He was very solid for Purdue. 
played like one season with the Trailblazers. Caleb Swanigan. Caleb Swanigan, yes, yes, yes. Caleb Swanigan. And one year out of the league, and he was truly like obese. Patrick. Yeah, sorry, Caleb Swanigan. That's that is who I meant. Thank you. For, you know, you knew, you knew, you picked it up. Yeah, I knew, I knew. <laughs> um, it, I know this is a segment about Josh Hart, but I think it's important to talk about Zion because uh, people took him pretty highly. Um, and Caleb Swanigan, he was a bigger guy in college, banged down low, played a season with the Trailblazers. It comes out and gains a hundred fifty-ish pounds. And you wonder when you have these guys who are supreme athletes working out every day, they have a regiment, and then slowly but surely you take it away from them and they're kind of left to their own devices. It's, it seems to me to be an issue more than just basketball and wanting to play the game of basketball. So for that reason, I don't think that Zion's coming back this year. I think that he has some things, <laughs> it, it, truly, that he needs to work through and figure out before he's ready to play basketball. Is that fair to say, Noah? <laughs> you know, I like I liked that whole little spiel, Colin. You're referencing the picture of him in the red jumpsuit, right? No, so I know that was photoshopped. I know that was photoshopped. Oh, okay. Yeah, because another picture came out with like him and a, his dad and a kid, and he looked fine. Um, I but don't really is... think the weight. It, I don't. I don't really think the weight is that big of an issue, Colin. I do think the foot injury is quite serious because you don't want a foot injury as a basketball player. And I also do agree that Zion is not playing a, a minute this season. Well, so the and weight, the thing foot injury is still... could be due to yeah, and he could probably help the foot injury by losing less weight. You know, like that clearly would help. Because there was a guy on the Zach Lowe podcast, uh, in, NBA insider, who came out and says he has multiple sources that Zion is hovering around 330 right now, which would be about a 75-pound increase from what he was playing can, last year. <laughs> I, that would be unbelievable. I know, that would be no, unbelievable. I, I know that the, the red – yeah, no, I did see that that was – photoshopped because yeah that that would be funny if that's what i was basing this off of but do you think my point stands and maybe yes, i am yes yes yeah um <laughs> that yeah that picture was ridiculous though did you believe it at first because i i did yeah i totally did yeah oh that's too funny it was, it was the same shit as the james harden last year where the internet freaked out for a day and was like, look how fat these guys are. When James Harden was worse, too, because you watched him play that night and he was totally normal. <laughs> yeah. And they photoshopped him just enough to where you're like, yeah, I'd yeah, that looks right. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect angle, um, too, like where it's like, you know, not really him, so you can't totally tell. Yeah. Ugh. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, getting back to Josh Hart, you know, Zion's probably not going to play this season if I had to guess, and that means the 30 minutes a night Josh Hart is getting right now, Colin, is probably going to be pretty consistent all season long at this point now. Yeah. No, absolutely. He's the face of the franchise now, Noah. I mean, what else are you going to do? Pay Josh Hart, oh, like, we... 30 mil. 
Okay, fine. Fine. All right. We'll do it then. Jesus, guy. I mean, you don't gotta tell me twice. All right, no, that is uh, all we have at the moment for rest of season, guys. <clears throat> um, before we get into the waiver, guys, I uh, am going to take a moment to pontificate, if you will allow me to do so, about the state of the Chicago Bulls and kind of who could take some looks at during uh, this interesting time in the Bulls. Uh, so the first guy uh, who we really have no idea what he's going to be is Alfonso McKinney. Uh, Alfonso McKinney has had a bit of a career in the NBA so far. Uh, he was on our G League team this year, and so we just signed him to a two-way deal. Uh, Alfonso played for the Lakers last year. He's bounced around. This is his fifth year and fifth different team. Um, but he did get 30 minutes in his first game that he played Noah, and that was with Zach Levine. So there's only more minutes to go around now. In uh, his first game, Alfonso put up six points, one assist, one block. It was really unspectacular, but he played a lot of minutes. So, you know, he could have a night where he goes off. Uh, I I don't really know. Kobe White <laughs> is practicing again. So he okay. was put on the COVID list December 1st. So I think they're hoping he's available tomorrow night against the Pistons. Yeah, no, 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 on Tuesday against the Pistons. They're hoping he's back. Kobe White is probably the most valuable bull in terms of benefiting from these COVID absences he's about seven percent rostered on espn right now and he was starting to show some real promise in terms of scoring and looking like a viable sixth man uh in a different way that alex caruso was playing because alex caruso was playing the sixth man where he would also close the games so more of a impact than just Coming off the bench, I think Kobe White is definitely looking to come off the bench and be the scoring presence off the bench moving forward. But for this next week or two, he's a guy who scored 15 points a game starting 54 out of the 69 games that he played last year. I expect him to replicate the numbers because he's going to have those kinds of shots. So far this season, the games that he's played, he's averaged seven field goal attempts. Last year, he was 13 field goal attempts. With Zach and DeRozan out, I expect him to be taking a lot closer to 13 attempts than 7 attempts. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. And he's a guy who can just absolutely heat it up from deep. Uh, last year, he was shooting like 36% on 6.5 attempts per game. This season, in the nine games he's played so far, he's not really shooting all that well. But uh, he did miss significant time, so I expect him to recover from that. Um, and that's uh, all I really have to say about Kobe White. Um, and, and then it it really it really gets slim. Alize Johnson is probably the last guy worth talking about. 
but I don't even know if what his role is. He is technically the highest ranking power Grab forward. Boards. Yeah, on the team right now. <laughs> so uh, he's going to have to play. He's a guy that so far this season is high. His his best game was against Golden State when we got blown out. He played 21 minutes. He had 19 points and 7 boards. I I don't know if any of these names are truly worth it other than Kobe, but I am telling you right now, they're going to be playing 30 minutes a night, and Mama. if you need to take a, a flyer on somebody, <laughs> these are some names. <laughs> How down bad you gotta be to be streaming Alonzo McKinney against the Pistons on Yeah, I, I truly don't Alfonso, know. Alfonso, sorry. Yeah, Alfonso McKinney. <laughs> I, I truly don't know. I just know that these guys are, are gonna be playing oh, some basketball mama. real soon. Y'all are about to lose some games. Yeah. Luckily, we hit kind of a, a weaker spot in the schedule. We go Pistons, Raptors, Lakers, Rockets, Raptors over the next uh, week and a half. So hopefully we can uh, we can pick up like two of those games and not lose yeah. uh, all of it. <laughs> no, 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 that's uh. That's been talking bowls. That's been talking the uh, the COVID bowls. So, Noah, right. let's move in to some waiver pickups, some guys that we've talked about in the past, some guys that we haven't talked about in the past, some guys we've spent a lot of time talking about, some guys we really haven't spent any time talking about. I'm going to run through the list. You let me know when it is time to talk in depth about one of these guys. If not, I'm just going to say the name. And uh, be under the understanding that, hey, they might be worth uh, taking a shot at. So we will start here. Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge, Cam Thomas, DeAndre Bembry, James Johnson, Nicholas Claxton, Bruce Brown, Killian Hayes. Wow, fall from grace on Killian Hayes, huh? That one sucks. Josh (laughs) Jackson, Isaiah Stewart. Corey Joseph, Trey Lyles, Precious Achua, Svi Malachi. Mm, I, I wasn't even close there. How, how do I how do I do that? <laughs> Mikailu. Mikailu. Jeez. Svi Mikailu. Yuda. Damn, you read that and you said, yep, Malachi. Did I really? Did I pronounce <laughs> it wrong on the Malachi. second time you too? Said no, 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 you said it right. The first time you just saw that and you said, yeah, that's Malachi. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should I should really pull the basketball reference page on these guys before I do this. I, I, you know, I, this is this is how the, the podcast gets a little bit better, Noah, moving forward. I, I'm going to basketball reference so that I have the pronunciation. <clears throat> and I... I kind of like it more when you don't. I feel really bad, though, because it's, uh, you know, I, I'm not butchering Corey Joseph's name, so. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Emmanuel yep. Quickly. Obi Toppin. 
Now, Noah, th- wow, this is the first one for me. I'm looking at this, and we have Cody and Caleb Martin on the list. Oh, yeah. Right the next to each twins, other. Baby. Uh, turns out all that had to happen, Con, was the Martin Twins had to split up, go play in a different place, and they would both perform. Um, Cody Martin on the Hornets, Con, had been playing a lot because Lamella Ball, Terry Rozier, good health and safety. Um, over the last three games, he's averaging 15 points, six boards, three dimes, 2.33s made, and 1.7 steals across 39 minutes per game. Um, I think he's a must-add streamer for this week on with Charlotte, who has four games this week. And Martin was honestly kind of doing decent before, so you don't necessarily have to drop him right away once everyone mm-hmm. else on the Hornets is healthy. And then moving on to Caleb Martin on the Heat week on, um, he hasn't been a regular um, participant in the Heat's regular season rotation, but I think Caleb Martin, he's coming off a career-high 28-point performance on Wednesday over the Bucks. Um, Jimmy Butler recently re-aggravated his tailbone injury, so Martin mm-hmm. looking to play some more. He scored in double figures in five of his last six games. He's averaging 14.7 points, four boards, two dimes, and two threes across 28.8 minutes gone. And just like the Hornets, the Heat have a four-game week this week. You could you could hit a lick here, Colin, if you could pick up both Martin Twins for this week. I like that. I think that is a fantastic idea. Yeah, see, I mean, that's like truly the, the beneficiary of this COVID stuff, which makes everything spicy again. It's kind of like... I love it. You know, metaphorically, no, it's almost like a a safety car because you've got these guys who shouldn't really be getting playing time, but now, you know, they're they're kind of being lifted up for no real reason of their own. And like how in F1, guys kind of come closer to each other for no real reason of their own and that uh, can really mix things up. Yep. Any comments? Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to trigger the Max Verstappen fans. I'm trying to do it. All right, Noah. Tell me about Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> Next guy on the list. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Another guy who's playing because Dame, CJ McCollum, Anthony Simons all out. Um, he he's averaging 15.3 points, calling six assists, five rebounds, almost two steals, and a block. Playing 39 minutes per night, um, he's actually been shooting pretty well. He's got 53, 33, 80 split. And what's kind of impressive, Colin, is he's been doing this against starting lineups, and he's playing a ton of minutes. Um, the timelines for Lillard, McCollum, and Simons are all kind of foggy. Uh, the most recent report on Lillard, Colin, is that he could return this weekend, also with Simons, but oh, wow. they're being pretty weird about it. And then CJ McCollum looks in line to be probably missing about two weeks, Colin. So Dennis Smith Jr. could be fantasy relevant for the next week, two weeks. Um, yeah. I think he's worth prioritizing in terms of guys you want to pick up. And is CJ two weeks from now or Two weeks from when the collapsed lung was announced. Probably like a week and a half from now. Okay. Okay. Just But that's also like we're basing that yeah, on past cases, yeah. Colin. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Alright. Um then we have Garrison Matthews, who could be an interesting Gary Bird. one. 
that as well. We have that's what people are calling him because of Larry. Or yeah, a different right. bird. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We have Yuta Watanabe, and then a guy that uh, you know what? Maybe you should tell us about Noah. I'm surprised we haven't talked guy. about him. I'm surprised we really have not talked about him that much this year. Danilo Gallinari. This is a guy <laughs> who we're all over. <laughs> um, the reason we have not been talking about Gallinari this season is because he's setting career lows in six of nine fantasy categories this season. Oh, that's fantastic. Um... <laughs> He's strung together three straight decent games, though, Colin. Um, he's, over those three, he's averaging 18.6 rebounds, three assists with two and a half threes made um, on pretty good efficiencies. Cam Reddish and Bogdan Bogdanovich are both out right now, Colin, so that's mm-hmm. why Gallinari has been playing. Um, he definitely will not keep this up, but you could you look to stream him this week. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. The three-point percentage and... Uh clip is there, and that's uh, kind of what you're looking for out of this character, am I right? Yep. Alright, we have Tyus Jones on the list. Tyus Jones is a rest-of-season guy at this point. Like, that that's very clear. We just need to reiterate that point from last week. Is that, that fair? Yeah. Okay. Good. Glad we cleared that up. Cam Johnson. Alex Crusoe is still on this list. Uh, Alex Crusoe, at this point, definitely rests the season value, and especially because he is one of the guys on the Bulls who doesn't have COVID right now. Even though he is nursing his way back from an injury, he's played the last couple games. Alex Crusoe will be getting a lot of minutes. Marvin Bagley, Malik Monk, and we get to Terrence Davis. Noah, tell us about Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis, Colin, was a guy that I think we wrote about last week, uh, talking about how he was gaining some tractions, some traction over there in Sacramento, and he scored 13 points or more, Colin, in five of his last six games. He's remained a starter, even though Harrison Barnes came back. Um, I don't know if that's going to sustain or what's going to happen there, but across the last six games, Colin, he's averaging 17 points, five rebounds, 2.5 threes, 1.3 assists, and a steal on a block a game in right around 25 minutes. Um, I think this guy's gaining the trust of Alvin Gentry, Con. I, I think Terrence Davis is going to move into uh, consideration in most league formats pretty soon if he keeps us up. I agree. I agree. I think A little two-week is... stretch now of him playing pretty well. I take that. Do you take that? I take that. I take that. I take that all, I take that all day. I take that all day, Noah. Come on guy. Alright, we also have Monte Morris. We have Chris Duarte. We have Kyle Anderson. We have Joe Ingles. And we got a guy who has one of my favorite names in the league. Herbert Jones. What do we need to know about big ol' Irby? Herbert, a guy calling that the Pelicans took out of Alabama. 17% roster on Yahoo right now. This is going to shock you, I think, what I'm going to tell you, Colin. Um, Herbert himself has scored at least 13 and 3 out of five games, Colin. But what wow. he's doing on the defensive end, 
has um, seen an uptick, uptick in his roster percentage. Uh, he, sw- he has gotten 17 steals calling across the last eight games. He's also got eight wow. blocks in his last five games. Um, he's earned 30-plus minutes in six out of the last nine games, and I think his defensive effort is being noticed by Willie Green, head coach of the Pelicans. And given that the Pelicans are a terrible defensive team, Colin, and that Zion is probably not coming back, Herbert Jones, who are we? Yeah, and he goes by Herb Jones, so just keep that Herb. in mind, all right, Noah? Okay. All right, is that... Okay. Are you good with that? Yeah. I'm good he's with that. He's playing big boy minutes, too. Like, he's yeah. started their last ten games. Nine games. He, uh, he might, if, if he is another decent week, Noah, I think it's start to time to, it's time to start thinking about rest of the season for, uh, big ol' Irby. Big ol' Herb. Big ol' herb. Fair to say. Fair to say. Fair to say. Alrighty. And we're winding down. We've got Armani Brooks, PJ Tucker, Franz Wagner, Luke Kennard, Daniel Gafford. And wrap us up, Noah, by telling us about Mr. Gary Harris Jr. Gary Harris Jr. came over uh, to Orlando calling from the Nuggets in the Aaron Gordon trade, but didn't really impress Orlando in his last 20 games he had with them. Um, he's only playing because Jalen Suggs' hand is hurt currently calling, and he's pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be out a while. Uh, he started, Gary Harris has started all nine games since Jalen Suggs getting hurt. He's averaging 32 minutes per game on 15% usage rate, averaging in 12 points, three rebounds, two assists, one and a half threes hit per game, one and a half steals per game. Um, he's hit 11 or more points in eight out of his last nine games, and I can't tell you Gary Harris is going to be great going forward here, Colin, for the rest of the season, but if you need threes and steals for a week, Gary Harris could be your guy. <laughs> Gary Harris is always my guy, Noah, so... Don't don't tell me what I like and what I don't like about Gary. All right, pal. Okay. Gary. 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 Gary and Herb. Those guys seem like they should have played together in 1940 for the Cincinnati Royals. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I can't. Yeah, that's what I thought, guy. Noah, that's uh, that's all we have for week nine. That's all we have for week nine. Will we be back on Wednesday? We will be back on Wednesday. Colin, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. And enjoy, thank you to Ample Tunes for this outro music. Peace. Peace. <laughs>